morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, November 8th, 2018. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We will get to the man, Steve Wiltfong, here in a second. But first, we would be remiss if we did not offer up congratulations for Chris Holtman and the boys last night. Went down to Cincinnati, beat UC 54-56 as the Bearcats were opening their new arena. Very nice move by Chris Holtman, and it is just unbelievable what he has done with that program this quickly from a discombobulated bunch to winning easily at UC with a squad people didn't think could do that. That was a very good hire. Another very good hire. 24-7 Sports a few years ago decided to add Steve Wiltfong to the mix. Steve, how are you? Eight years ago. Good morning. I know. I negotiated in my backyard. Time has flown by. Definitely one of the better decisions ever made in the Midwest. Speaking of big decisions made in the Midwest, Steve, you put a crystal ball in for Zach Harrison to go to Michigan. Explain your rationale for that move. I think that's where Zach wants to go right now. Uh, not a done dealer, I believe you would announced would have announced for Michigan. So we talked about it on the show before. I don't know if everybody is on the same page over there right now, so they'll try and get this figured out and make a college decision. But I think that talking to various people at various programs, around various programs, most of the buzz says Michigan is in the in the best spot to land five-star Zach Harrison. And Bill Kierlich even mentioned on the front row that he thought Zach was favoring Michigan in one of his several updates on Zach Harrison. When you say not everybody's on the same page, what do you mean? Well, I think that it's a family decision, and I don't know if the family is all on the same page regarding getting it down to one right now. Everyone can read between the lines there. Where do you think it goes from here? When do you expect him to commit? Is any of that stuff even, or is this, is this going to be a clandestine maneuver to get out of Ohio without uh, too much shrapnel? If you were to commit to Michigan now, would people be on his ass about it until December 15th? To flip, you know, I don't know. Is there a possibility the that the Ohio like State what... fan base will react poorly? Yes, there's a very good possibility of that. And given the, the presence of social media, I think it's very possible we'll all see it. Well, then I think that maybe there is some truth to what you just asked. That's what I believe is going to happen right now. I've been wrong before, but I have not felt good about Zach Harrison coming to Ohio State for some time. There's a lot more Ohio State fans than Michigan fans over at his high school and in his community and in his neighborhood. You think? Really? Ten minutes away from the campus? Yeah. It's going to be ugly if he goes to Michigan. And just the general reaction, both here on Bucknuts and in the communities. There was a time where Tyreek Smith was committed to Penn State, but I think that was a a deal where people in his family wanted Penn State more than him. And as they worked through the process, it ended up falling in Ohio State's favor at the end. So, you know, we'll see what happens with with, uh, Zach here. As is customary, once he does commit and everyone's really able to release all of their information, I think we'll find out who really wanted him to go where and where he really wanted to go, etc. We'll find uh, out who the decision maker is, maybe. Two other dudes I want to discuss to get your vibe on them. Tommy Eichenberg, the linebacker from Cleveland to, and committed to Boston College, and Justin Jacobs, who is a local guy here from Northmont, they're still alive in the playoffs, committed to Iowa. Also got an offer from Ohio State recently. What do you think of them as players? 
do you feel like they are Ohio State caliber because the two schools they're committed to, sorry, don't recruit at Ohio State's level, and do you think they'll be Buckeyes in the end? Well, maybe those two schools don't recruit to Ohio State's level across the 85 scholarship board, but those are programs that have NFL pedigree and send guys to the league every year and quite frankly win some big games every year, and Ohio State can certainly attest to that with Iowa. I think they're both Ohio State caliber players. Eichenberg's physical, and Justin Jacobs is a kid that we recently bumped into our top two four sevens. Um, so those are guys that, that that I like that would be good enough to play at Ohio State. And obviously Ohio State agrees. So with Eichenberg, he committed to Boston College. He had Michigan State and several other Big Ten offers when he did. Is there a chance he flips? I think, yeah, he's obviously looking around. He went to Michigan this past weekend. I think that, you know, talking to some folks around Michigan, they think that they made an impact on him. And obviously, Ohio State, when he got the offer, a lot of my peers at 24-7 flipped the crystal ball to Ohio State. So they, you know, guys like Bill Green don't do that for no reason. I'll say this um, about Eichenberg goes to St. Ignatius, older brother goes to Notre Dame. He's committed to Boston College. I think the faith-based education means something. How much does it mean? We'll, we'll see you leading up to signing day. Um, but he's committed to Boston College. I don't feel like they feel around Boston College's program that he's for sure sticking. We'll see what happens. But I, I do think that the faith-based education means something to that family. Um, and, and so that's Clearly, what that yeah. Boston College, yeah, Boston College has that the others don't. All right. And then with Justin Jacobs, I think that's a deal where Ohio State, I think everyone likes him as a player. Let's get to know the young man better. So they offered him. They got a couple weeks. He told me yesterday he's visiting for the Michigan game. Could be ample opportunity to get to know this young man better. I, you know, I think that Ohio State has a chance to flip Justin if it's a guy that they end up going all in on and they feel he's a fit from a, a personality standpoint. He and, and obviously he'll be looking to get a feel for how much the staff wants him. So, but I could see Justin Jacobs in this class. Let's get to a couple more general topics here. Are you getting the vibe that I mean, Ohio State has been crushed? nationally in the media beginning of the season we all know why and then recently since the loss to Purdue they are the lowest ranked uh, one loss team in the college football playoff what's your vibe on how the national let's say uh, scrutiny is affecting recruiting if at all you know obviously you got Jordan Battle visiting Alabama this weekend and that's a that's a visit to pay attention to talking to Bill Green who's closer to it than me I think that you got some guys that they're the media has created some doubt, not that they're to blame. They're just talking about what people are talking about, like is Coach Meyer going to be back next year? You know, he told Dave Biddles he would be. He didn't stand on the on the uh, podium and say it with a bunch of enthusiasm, so people still doubt the uh, response, I guess. If there's some doubt that Coach Meyer is going to be around next year, some guys like maybe Jordan Battle are a little nervous about that. I, I you know, Jordan Battle or his family haven't said that to me, so I don't know, but he's taking another visit to a very high-profile program while he's committed to Ohio State. Not many guys in the class are doing that. And, the, and, and Ohio State's class is full of guys that other programs would love to have. Ohio State, they just don't have a lot of momentum right now because they're not playing that well. They're not playing that well on defense. So they can change the narrative over these next couple of weeks. they got plenty of opportunities. I try not to overreact on a week-to-week basis, but I do think that prospects do, and, and certainly when people are writing about the season, each chapter is each game week, and 
sometimes the chapters aren't reading as well, if that makes sense. Because Ohio State, they're just they don't look like a contender right now, even though they're they've only lost one game and they're in the top ten. Um, they but but that doesn't mean they're not a contender. They just don't look like one right now. They they have the talent in the locker room to hit their stride. They haven't shown over the last few weeks that this is a championship football team right now. Let me lay out a hypothetical here to finish up. This is something I think is kind of interesting. This would mean Ohio State hits the fork in the road this weekend at Michigan State and gets the job done, finds itself a little bit, and then beats Maryland and Michigan, and then wins in the Big Ten championship game. I guess it looks like Northwestern. Let's say Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State went out. Notre Dame would finish undefeated. Clemson would finish undefeated. Ohio State will be a one-loss Big Ten champ. Well, let's say then that Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC title game. So you would have one-loss Bama and one-loss Georgia, with Georgia having the head-to-head and Georgia being the SEC champ. Who would be the four playoff teams? Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it would be hard to keep a one-loss Alabama team out of the playoffs. It would be hard to keep a one-loss Alabama team with the one loss to Georgia out, even if they didn't win a championship. I I, I would be, unless Georgia just undressed them, which let's be honest here, it's a reach to say Georgia's going to beat Alabama anyway, let alone undress them. Alabama's going to get in over Ohio State, I think. Um, In that case? Even if Ohio I, I think so, just because they're the they're the most talented team. They're the best. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes over November. But based on everything we've all seen right now, I, Alabama can lose a game and still get in. I think. I think what if you're Ohio State, you're an Alabama fan and you want Alabama to win out. Obviously, you want Notre Dame to lose. But even if they don't, you you got Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame in. If they go undefeated, they're in. Ohio State would then beat Michigan, which would be a huge late-season win for the committee. Georgia loses, so that eliminates them. And then you still have you have Oklahoma hanging around with one loss. But I think that an Ohio State win over Michigan and winning the Big Ten could jump them over Oklahoma. So that would get the Big Ten team in as the fourth team. That's the best. Yeah, it's definitely a sexier question to get Alabama involved in it with losing. But more realistically, if you look at the scenarios going down the stretch, uh, I think the Notre Dame spot and the Michigan spot, obviously, you know, head-to-head, those are the two spots they have to look at. I don't see a scenario where Clemson and Bama don't get in there. I've watched Notre Dame play the last few weeks. I've been somewhat impressed. I see Ian Book is going to be out for a few games now, so that may be Ohio State's opening. Well, if he's out for Syracuse, that you know, that really stings. I mean, obviously you don't want to play Florida State without Ian Book, but Florida State, the four and five, by the time that game kicks off, the sun's already going to have set. It is going to be freezing, and and uh, you just don't like the elements for Florida State against Notre Dame on Saturday night in South Bend. But Syracuse inside Yankee Stadium, Syracuse can score. Syracuse only lost to Clemson by four. Um, I know Trevor Lawrence got knocked out of the game, but Syracuse was was taking it to Clemson when, when Lawrence was in the game. Then they lost to Pitt in overtime. Syracuse is pretty good. Pitt's always good for one big win a year. So, um, and they beat Syracuse and they beat they beat UVA. Um, so Syracuse would be the hurdle for Notre Dame, of course. 
then they still got to go out to USC, but I just think Notre Dame's too physical for USC. Uh, but Syracuse is definitely one they could lose. And then if Ohio State handles their business, um, it's, you know, but they don't need, Ohio State doesn't need Notre Dame to lose to get into the playoff. They don't need Clemson to lose to get in the playoff. And they don't need Alabama to lose. Um, they just need to take care of their business. And then I think that a Big Ten championship means if they beat Michigan late, could catapult them ahead of Oklahoma. Only if Ohio – so the question is, and we're starting to ramp, Ohio State's defense hasn't played well, and everyone's crushing Oklahoma's defense. So Ohio State, they're going to have to get better on defense, but they won't win out if they're not better on defense. They, they, won't, right. they won't beat Michigan if they're not playing physical and tackling. And, and uh, Michigan's running – Michigan's been very physical on offense uh, with their run game lately. And, and so we'll see. But I said on the Bucknuts morning five last week, I like Ohio State to win out. So we'll see. You just answered my next question was what they would do in East Lansing this weekend. We do think it's a fork in the road. Let's hope a real Buckeyes team shows up. It will be really depressing if they don't. They could lose. Okay, Steve, stop. Out. Say that one more time. They could lose. They could lose. I don't think they will, but they could. There's no question they could. We've seen this team play, but there's no question they can win. Let's stay positive, Bucknutters. Have a good one. Take care, guys.